Action Park Media. All right, welcome. Another episode of Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connolly in the live room. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm excited to be here because, uh, you know, we, we talked about segments last week and what we're going to come up with. And I was trying to think of my victory lap for the week. And Ooh. honestly, I don't have one. You I got to tell you, there's nothing good has happened to me this week. That's because you don't leave the house. That's true. You, but you got to get things out in the house. You got to get out. So tell me anything yeah. good happened to you guys. Uh, nah, really. really <laughs> I guess this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna punt the victory lap segment. Uh, starting next week, we will have a victory. Maybe lap Maybe we have to segment. go to the negative route because I can give you a lot of bad. I can do that. I can do that. I've had a lot of bad shit. I didn't this sleep week. last night. I took an edible and it's like screwed me up. I, Whoa, and I took it to whoa. sleep. Right. Oh. I'm not really an edible guy, but I, I figured, you know, Doug's doing it. All the cool <laughs> kids are doing it. Did you find yourself in your own head, like, thinking? I was in, yeah, oh, I was boy. in my own head. I took too much. Right. I took it too late. That's a problem. So I was like, I took it to sleep, but then it doesn't kick in until way late. You got to take it a takes small an edible, It takes an edible a, a minute to kick in. That's the. That's I was the worried I was going to do this show high right now. I would have loved that. <laughs> that would have been great. Doug's been doing it high for. I might be slightly years. high right now. How much did you take? You know, some kind of candy thing. I just you gotta broke get the, off where the lime was, thinking that would be a normal You know what? You got to get the individual one. Actually, people were, were complaining. I didn't finish that story about how I, I took... It was a 100 milligram pizza pie, but on one side, there's no cuts. So I ate the whole thing, which the most I've ever had in my life was like 30, and that was bad. So there was an X, and it was supposed to be four hits, yeah. kind of, right? Right. Yeah. If you or, flipped uh, it over, you could have broken up into four pieces. six pieces. Ten pieces, ten actually. Ten pieces. Yeah, I ate ten pieces, which so was you terrible. Ten doses. Uh, ten doses. <laughs> oh, you know what? God. I mean, look, doses are individual for what is right for you, and I think to go to sleep, five milligrams is like a nice thing, so I don't know what you took. You know what, though, I don't either. <laughs> if, you go, if you go to one of these stores, uh, they're pretty good about, if you tell them what it is that you're looking to do, like, hey, I'm really having a hard time going to sleep, they could point you in, in the right direction in terms of yeah. what it is that you need. But everyone out there, make sure you hide these candies and chocolates from the kids, because no if they shit. get their hands on that, I mean, that is... And the animals. It's scary. And animals, yeah. yeah. It's scary because it's yeah. just around, and you know, and kids are going to love it. They yeah. see these colorful packages, but you also you do have to think of it. If you if you take the right amount, you don't have the hangover, you don't feel like shit. Again, do not yeah. get in a car. Do no. not even think you're no, capable no, no, of no, it. No, no. But what Dylan is saying, if you take it too late, it can carry over and yes. make you a little groggy the next day, a little foggy. Is yep, that how you're yep. feeling right now? Yeah, yeah. All right, you got to get that dosage right. Get that. Dosage. I, ru- I ruined my whole Saturday night, and actually, uh, Sarah, you know, Sarah Sanderson. I know some people complain I say her last name, but sometimes I like to remind. Got to get a ring to it. But mm-hmm. my amazing girlfriend, we're stuck in a house. It's now been like what four hundred days. I was gonna say, don't I think you guys gotta I think you guys gotta pull the ripcord on this like thing. Sarah went out, yeah, by the way. But here's you what got happened. your shots, so you you're good. Your shots? What's the problem? No, no, I Sarah's not on her second. She's getting there. Okay. Huh? okay. I'm I'm free and clear. I go where I want, but I yeah. don't really like to do anything. So right. but what I That's did That's why you have no victory laps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did have one victory lap and I'll but I screwed it up. I went to Village Pizza, which was my spot for twenty years Large March Mott. I love it. Dylan. I love wow. that place. Yeah. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a good slice. I haven't been there in a year and a half. You took me there years ago. And we shot there, Connolly. Didn't you have a fight with that guy? Um, Did he get or it wasn't him. It was like an employee that didn't recognize his excellency. That is Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and he made Doug wait online. And oh. you got there. And you're like, look, I don't want free pizza. I just want to cut the line. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. I don't, want, I don't, I don't, I don't remember need, I don't need any handouts. I'm happy to pay for my pizza. Don't make me wait on the end of the line. I don't remember exactly what happened. My village pizza. You did shoot there, which is a good boost for we any business. We shot there. We yeah. had a scene with. Uh, I think Emmanuel, maybe Seth Green. Seth Green, it was a Seth Green day. But anyway, it's a great place on Larchmont. But what happened was Sarah had a party to go to that night. So I, is this weird? You guys know you've been in long-term relationships. She was very upset with me. I was so excited to have the house to myself. There's nothing I want to do. I'm not going to have a party. I'm not going to do anything. I was just like, I just want to watch some sports center at whatever volume yeah, yeah, I yeah. want. Volume. You I get to w- watch what you want. Yeah. I watch Shark Tank where she doesn't go again with I Shark Tank. Shark Tank. <laughs> you, you, made a, you made a believer out of me and uh, with Shark Tank. But I made a huge mistake. My plan was go to Village Pizza and then as I leave, because I know my time Timing. Take my edibles, so by the time I get home and she heads out to that party, I'm high as hell. So you take it before you leave. Yeah, because there's That's a 45-minute lead time. 45-minute I was going to take it right as we left the pizza place. 
by the time I got home, but I forgot to bring it. So then I, I got home and it, it, it ruined my victory lap because I didn't want to take it too late because exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, but you that would have been your victory lap being stoned at I home. You don't want alone. it to kick in too early as you're driving home too. No, no, I wasn't driving. I would <laughs> never, I, honestly, I would never drive high. It is that's a, incredibly yeah. dangerous. It's a pretty it's sad. It's hard victory to walk lap. on that stuff when you. My it's a pretty sad, sad victory lap. Being <laughs> stoned on edibles in your house by yourself, where you can watch watching Shark Center. Tank, <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever right. volume you want. Everyone knows. Every guy knows this. There's a time when the great and and my woman is awesome, but the great woman in your life thinks the volume on the TV is too loud. Oh yeah, yeah. and I remember. I'm the, like, it's in. It's eleven. It's <laughs> at eleven. Should I just turn the TV yes. off? Will you want me to just turn the TV but off? I remember the days where like you're listening so low that you're scared to breathe because your breathing makes it hard to hear the sound and even then the woman is like could you turn that down already I mean, it's, just- it's funny that we all have the same thing yeah every girl complains about that. so have you heard obviously you guys have heard the term nesting right yeah, yeah. that is yeah. well she's yeah, we nesting she's nesting. Is nesting. Yes, yes. She's, she's nesting right now and I, I like i have my like my to-go bag packed already like for the hospital just so everyone knows conley is moments yes. away from it a baby. could happen bag is packed i'm like you know she's got me doing like crazy things like my bag is packed like i'm going away i'm like listen I'm, we live right down the street from the hospital i can always run back and grab an extra pair of socks what's in your bag uh, you know good question a, a change of clothes edibles? toothbrush little blanket a little pillow i guess dylan and i are both divorced so here's my advice to you shut the fuck up and do whatever I, she I know wants. by the way that's what that's what i've been doing the only thing that comes out of my mouth is yes once in a while i'll squeak in a comment uh yes <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but I'll, I'll mutter something under no my no, breath. no that's what i was about to say before you said it never mutter under your breath never 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 there is <laughs> no winning no, no. with muttering right like that's the but end they of the do line. it Oh, but that's yeah. okay. I'm not. That's okay. I don't like to generalize theys or those or them. <laughs> what I can tell you is, if you mutter to your woman, you're fucked. Okay. Yeah. By the way, also too, I've been building. I've been pulling a Kevin Dillon. I'm like, really? You, know what? you? I'm bringing somebody in? I'll build the bed. Nice. Meanwhile, my back is blown out. I've been sleeping on a heat. So what? I, I like an my... IKEA bed that yeah, you had to put no, together. No, it's not, yeah, not an IKEA bed, but you know, I'm yeah, putting. Yeah. I put the bookshelf together. I lay out the directions. I lay out all the little parts, and I just follow the directions. It's not that hard. It'll make a man out of you. It'll make a man out of me. Well, so speaking I, of beds, you brought up a bed. You know, I get I get these Instagram messages. We talk about them, but they sometimes they offer you great things. And I got this message from this Hastings bedding company, which I didn't know. But anyway, they're like, come down. We'd love to show you our beds. They weren't offering me anything. Now, I, I, have a, I have a relatively inexpensive bed that actually, weirdly enough, Russell Wilson sent to me, like free bed, like three years Back ago. Back when you guys were friends? Back when we were friends. And I always <laughs> thought it was a good bed, but Sarah does not like it. She thinks it's too hard. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go check out these Hastings beds. I go to this place on Beverly Boulevard. This is not a joke. I go get in, like, try out one of the beds at this place. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the greatest bed I've ever seen. Did they lay something down over the bed before you laid on it? They didn't. You know what? I'm double vaccinated, and I'm no yeah, longer worried about anything. not talking about COVID, I'll, bro. There's bed bugs. Hair lice. You know right, what? Exactly. I haven't been out of the house. I'll lie in if the street If you had any right hair, now. I would say you had lice. <laughs> By the way, the hair is growing. That's what I was Wait, say just really? let me finish this though. I get Can't on this bed. I get on this bed and I'm like, holy shit, this is the greatest bed I've ever I want it. How much is it? Just give a guess. Six thousand. <laughs> Twenty thousand. You guys aren't even close. No way. Fifty thousand? Two hundred thousand dollars and i it was like uh, i wonder it better be comfortable do you i wouldn't in, be able to sleep on it knowing i paid that much <laughs> do you remember like, in vacation you want to put plastic over it like it's a couch nobody go near the bed <laughs> you remember in vacation when he asked clark to borrow some money he's like sure eddie how much you need and i forget what he says and, and chevy chase is like putting the money back in the wallet. i was on this bed going i'm buying this bed it doesn't matter what it costs i don't says, care what it costs two hundred thousand dollars i'm like i'm gonna go like, can I wow. finance this over the course of the next 20 years? <laughs> 200,000 bucks, but it's a comfortable bed for anyone out well, there. Who for anyone out, for Bill Gates, uh, he look, he's going to be Why are we plugging these guys unless they're going to hook us up with That's some what beds, I was going to huh? say. Is there a chance they get us a discounted bed at 100,000? Yeah, watch. That's what's going to happen. If they yeah. said to you, I, Doug, I wouldn't even take it at 100. I, 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 neither would I. Doug, if they said to you, we'll give you one for 50. Would you take it? Would you buy it? I can't buy a bed right now for 50000 I That's the other thing I want to talk about with the victory laps. Everybody keeps DMing me like, can I help him get an agent? Can I help him do this? I 
Doug Ellen have no agent, no manager, right. and no job at the moment other than this one. You're in no position to be helping anybody's yeah, career. Right? Like if you want, you want a good pizza place, I'm the guy to call. You want like edibles? Call hey, you know, me. you could be the, the writer of uh, Entourage: The Reboot. Okay, last, let's talk about that. Come did on. you hear this new? Did no, you hear this? I new? didn't hear anything. Maybe okay. this is a victory lap. This might. Well, this, that would be a big victory lap. But something, Doug. I'll, I'll, I'll handle. There this is a big giant deal going on right now. AT and T and Discovery are merging. They're going to have the biggest streaming company in the world. They want to take on Netflix, and they own HBO, CNN, TNT, CBS. They want to start a streaming service that takes on Netflix, Netflix, Hulu, everybody. More importantly, though, the CEO, who he's got a fan in me for life. Doug, he he loves Doug. Doug loves him because he said something nice about Entourage. He got on CNBC today and said, we have the best assets in the world. He said Game of Thrones, Sex in the City, a couple other things. And entourage. He said that. What he, he said, said that. Yeah, great IP. Couple things. When when do you think when do you think you release the hair? When do you release think- the hair? <laughs> release the hair. When when do you think is it a four months out? How he's gonna look? pull that hat off and it's gonna be how a huge it? bush under you're gonna, lie, you're gonna lose your mind. They say it takes ten months. But so. do you feel good about it? No, I feel horrible about it because the first thing that happens, the good hair you had disappears. So right now oh, it's really? worse than uh, it ever was. Look, stop looking at me, Dylan. <laughs> I was gonna say he's, peek under that he's hat. got that white mesh on the side. If we hit hit that light right, maybe we can get a see. <laughs> for whatever reason though, I <laughs> do I do feel more confident about it for whatever reason but uh there's no there's no uh removing the hat right now so right. you can also stop dming me about right. that i right. got so, 100 people want my hair let's say like around the holidays i would say new year's i'm gonna go fucking hatless it'd be and- a very special episode of victory <laughs> the podcast doug's gonna come in with hair gel we want you looking like paulie d that's when when you release the uh, hair hey guys like isn't paulie this kind d. of a victory lap you know julian kind of uh, julius randall julius yeah. randall said he wants to be a lifetime nick and that was kind of a big story that we broke that's kind of a Victory it's crazy. Lap, right? That's the first. Well, by the way, for victory, the podcast, that is the victory lap. Yes. We got picked up and they acknowledged the podcast. Well, let's give a little more talk about Julius Randall because Julius was kind enough to get us tickets for the Lakers game. Unfortunately, you guys were busy. I went to the game. Well, Lakers Knicks. How lost, many people were there? Like, I would say five to six thousand. But Could you feel like rah, could you feel like the roar of the crowd when stuff was happening? You know what I felt? People yelled victory at me. A lot of people. Really? From around the stadium, they were yelling victory, which was very cool. What I felt, though, and I need to say this clearly, this is not, people always say, why are you a fan of of some players or some teams? You're a bit of a bandwagon jumper. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm a guy who just likes good people, and Julius Mm -hmm. Randle is good people. He's a good guy. But you're a Knicks fan, too, so. I am a Knicks fan, but I I was going to get to other players, like when people yell at me that I like, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady or Gronk or whatever, or Chase. Winowich for the Patriots, who I hung out with this weekend, who's awesome. Michigan guy who plays for the Pats now, just good guy. But Julius is a fucking superstar. And mm-hmm. I haven't watched as much NBA this year as I usually do. Now I'm all in. But watching him in the game in the Lakers, which they should have won that game. Overtime game. Overtime game. He played unbelievably. And then he has a triple-double the next day. And now they're in fourth, and they're playing the Hawks in the first round, which yeah. I can't wait. That's pretty big time for the Knicks. I mean, it's unreal. They haven't been in the playoffs in eight or nine years. And, you know, there's been times we've gotten excited about the Knicks for a minute when Barron was on them for a second. But Julius is the real deal. I hope they lock him up to a long-term contract. And also, too, Doug, to your point, you know, any time that somebody's helped us out on Entourage, it's hard. How are you going to not be a Tom Brady fan? He was so great to us. He he jumped in at the last second, replacing Eli Manning. Right. You're not going to be a Gronk fan with what? what, It's hard. I mean, the guy was feeding soup to everyone. Yeah. Five o'clock in the morning. That was Gronk. I mean, that was amazing. But you know, and Julius Randle could not have been a nicer guy. Yeah. By the way, guys, I talked to Gronk, and he wants to be on Victory the podcast. Wow. So what are we waiting for? I'll set it up. Well, he's you know he's not here right he's not now. Here, but we could uh, we could zoom with Gronk. But yeah, you want to do a zoom? Oh, yeah. I'll great, set it up. But it would be great to have. I mean, it almost it might even be worth waiting for. Oh, he comes to L.A. He's all the, the time. Best. By the way, it's getting uncomfortable. Yeah. Dylan's starting to book guests he's now. I think he's starting to enjoy the. I think he's starting to enjoy the. I want a higher percentage, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out of comments. So, uh, all right, last thing, I'm excited today. We've got Jeff Garland from Curb and the Goldbergs, and it's. Part he had a great it. scene on Entourage as well. He had oh, a great yeah. scene on Entourage, but also it's it's so weird because Entourage, I've said it before, it all happened because I wrote a Curb Your Enthusiasm spec, which means I took the time for free to write this script and give it to people to see if they thought I could write, and that's what led to Entourage. 
and Curb is still going. Another season is coming. Right. Oh my <laughs> God. Well, they said how many they, seasons? They 15? said as long as Larry David is willing, he can do it. And here's the greatest thing about Larry David and Curb: he could take two years off and then come back. Yeah, you know what? I'm ready to do another season. And the door is open. Well, we can him. do that too. We'll prove that with the reboot. Right, we're, we're you know, listen, Curb. Larry's my idol. I love Jeff too. Curb is to me the funniest show on TV. Hilarious. Um, but we were a much more, more expensive, expensive yes. show, and unfortunately, we're more controversial controversial show at this point okay and before yeah. before we bring on jeff garland last thing do you think with this merger which is what doug at&t at&t and discovery, discovery believe, right yeah. so if they merge do you believe that our chances of a reboot increased are, are we are we closer to the theoretical reboot today or or with that act with that uh um that merger well i think the idea that the ceo listed us obviously uh makes it an interesting thing. You know, look, um, I think the podcast is growing and people are liking it and people are re-examining the show and going what we always say. Show was never meant to upset anybody. It was about friendship, loyalty, and it was real people in real situations. So I think, uh, our chances are better than they were yesterday. AT&T can afford Grenier. <laughs> Maybe. They can throw the right number in front <laughs> Maybe. of Maybe. All right, Doug, take us to break. We'll, we'll come back with Jeff Garland. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast. Unlike the three of us, this man has two hot shows on the air at the same time, which is crazy. Yeah. Jeff Garland. It is crazy. I mean, how good is that to be in this position right now? It's got to feel pretty amazing. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm fucking exhausted. We just wrapped Curb on Friday, and then the Goldbergs wrapped about him. I, I do them both at the same time. Oh, my God. If I was 30, I would go, oh, it's great. Right. But yeah. I'm 58 years old. Oh, am I tired? Yeah, and I cannot catch up. Well, at least on Curb, weekend. you don't have to study lines, though, right? Yeah, but by mean, the way, that's that. huge. Yeah, Goldberg's—they want them exact. Yeah, but so <laughs> so Goldberg's finale is any day, or it just happened? Did I miss it? Oh, for this season? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I love that you don't I, know the schedule. I don't watch the show. You know what? I don't watch it either. I don't want to be rude. I know people love it, but so let's focus on. Wait Curb. a second here. Why did you bring it up then? Because <laughs> that's what you do. You 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 bring up your guest. You promote what he's got uh, going. No. I want to talk Curb, though. It's my favorite show. Well, you know Larry's my Curb. idol. And go, go talk When Curb. is it going to be on? We're all waiting. I'm guessing the fall. Oh, there's no date yet. Well, there might be a date. I don't even ask. I don't pay attention. <laughs> so, uh, How know. many seasons has it been? 70. Uh, no, <laughs> we, just like did, we just did our 11th season. Over 18 years. Uh, I thought it was going to be yeah, more. I thought it was going to be 15. Well, it seems like that. Yeah. We're the longest-running show in the history of HBO. Yeah. And we were known as, when we started, as their little experimental show. Wow. So I swear, <laughs> that's what they called us. Right. And now we're the longest-running show. So tell us about that, because Dylan, when Larry David was on the show, Kevin like woke up to the day to go, Kevin, there's no script today. You're going to make this whole thing up. And he was a little freaked out, but he ended up loving it. Right. Is I that really it. how it Loved goes it. the whole time on the show? Without a doubt. So we tell me it. a little bit about it. Well, there's an outline that Larry writes, which is like seven pages. And uh, Jeff Sha Larry writes it, but Jeff Schaefer, he bounces with Jeff Schaefer, who's also a producer, director on the show. He directed, this year he directed all the episodes. And we just know what the scene's about, and we do it. We don't even rehearse. It's freaking awesome. I and mean, it must be start. so much fun. I laugh all day, right. every day. So you guys Larry shoot did. the rehearsal. And we then, always shoot the rehearsal. And then you refine it and shoot it again. Refine it and shoot it again. The scenes that go quickest are the ones with just Larry and I. Yeah. And then, as you know, from being in and from producing scenes, those gosh darn dinner scenes. <laughs> Ten people. at the table. Yeah. And you got it. It's just, it's a day. And it's nuts. And I hate those. But yeah. That must be that, really hard with improvising because then you're uh, trying to match things. I mean, oh, how are you doing that? I don't know. Yeah, two cameras, three cameras? We have three cameras, right. but I'm a two-camera guy. I, I actually, I'm even a one. When I shot my last movie, I used one camera because actresses look better when you when you light for one camera. One angle, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I did. And also the movie looked better because of it. For television, to be reasonable, two cameras. They use three. I say they because I argue against it. And they want the three, the DP and... Other producers, Larry doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm anti-three camera. Do you ever come up with, I know you're a comedian, obviously, and you're a director, writer yourself. Do you pitch ideas for the show? In or? the history of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is 
20 years of working with Larry David, I have never pitched him an idea. Wow. And so people come up to me on the street and go, I got a great idea. And I say, hey, number one, I'm an executive producer on the show, and I have never pitched an idea, Mm -hmm. and I'm welcome to if I want to. So take that. And then also, (laughs) no one, no one has ever pitched me a good idea. Yeah. I've got one. <laughs> uh, by the way, the one idea was, da- you know, David Feldman, the comedian? Yeah. Right? Okay. So Feldman had that one idea about the numbers on the arm. We're thinking that it's a uh, Holocaust. Holocaust survivor. Yeah. It was our chef, and it was just his lucky um, <laughs> lottery numbers. And that was, and Larry used that. So That's the great. one time was by a professional comedy writer. Now, mind you, after we do a scene, my approach is... I'm only trying to make the scene be better. I don't try and make the scene be funnier. If it's going to be funnier, it's going to be because the scene gets funnier or I happen to say something. I don't ever pay attention to what I say. Right. You know, but I, the scene, sometimes I'll think, all right, this is not grooving because I'm always trying to make my job is to make Larry David's vision work on the screen, not my vision. Entourage only exists because I pitched some show to the WB and they passed on it. And my producer, Dylan Sellers, said, you need to get into real TV, like get on a show. He said, write a spec script for your favorite show. I wrote a curb spec script in an hour and a half, gave it to Lev, who gave it to Mark, and then Entourage happened. But that idea was... Larry Charles from our show. Uh, We got Larry Charles. Did you get John? Was it John Corn or Steve Rash that edited at the beginning? Uh, John Corn. John Corn. Yeah, who was awesome. Because, yeah, because you need that at the beginning to sort of, and Larry Charles is a brilliant dude and a great dude. So that's a great way to start out. And look, yes, by the way. Yeah, well, I, I, I wasn't going to pitch Larry a show, but I'm no. going to give you that script because it's funny, not because I want another show. But what I wanted to ask is... You're not going to read it. What's so... <laughs> I am not going to read There's it. You're no, right. zero no, chance give it to, to, talk to Larry. I'll Don't talk, talk to, to I'll me. talk to Larry. I see Why Larry all the time. want to read it? Send it to Larry. Larry's, Larry, Larry, Larry's playing pickleball now. I'm going to beat Larry's ass in pickleball. Is and he playing then pickleball? He's playing pickleball. My yeah. ex-wife is a pickleball freak. The Chicago Cubs bullpen has built in their bullpen at Wrigley a pickleball court. And they play to keep warm... During the game, instead of because they're not being called to warm up yet, nice. their arms, they play pickleball. That is incredible. I did not know that, but uh, I would like to play with all of them. But what I was going to ask you about Curb, because what I think is so genius about Larry, and especially in today's climate, yeah. he's always able to walk that line with slight subversive stuff that's right. so unbelievable that he gets away with. Do you ever get nervous about any of the content? I have never gotten nervous. If you're looking at me and I'm not saying anything, I'm probably thinking, what, what is for lunch from, or what is that? <laughs> what's over at Crafty? I'm hungry. Can someone get me a coffee? Like, I know. And that goes with my stand-up, and that goes with anything I do. I think we've entered a world which actually is... There's a lot of negative, and I get that, political correctness and all that. But now we're at a place where if people don't know it, they should. Leave the funny to the funny people. Comedy is now in the hands of professionals. When you're actually funny, you have nothing to be scared about, I feel. Right. I don't feel I know because I'm a man, I will say something stupid on stage. Right. I improvise. I'm a man. We say yeah. stupid shit. Yes, we do. But what I, what, <laughs> I, what I will not say is anything ignorant. I will not say anything ignorant because that doesn't cross my mind. Right. Are you getting out and doing stand-up now? No. Are you still- I will not be doing it until August. Starting in September, I am going on the road for all across the country, for, uh, even into Vancouver. Uh, That's not uh, our country, Jeff. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying Vancouver, too, but Rochester, Nashville, San Diego, points in between. I'm performing at all these clubs for free because of uh, doing weekends That's every awesome. weekend because the pandemic hit them so hard. And I want to do it, and I want to do it with joy. I had a gut feeling that September would be, we'd we'd be back to really, this is sooner than I even thought, Right. this level of normality. And do you love, like, I mean, we had Jeff Ross on and yeah. Saget, like, they love being out there every night. Do you love, even when, you, when you're this busy doing two shows, to still get out and do stand-up? I love whenever I'm on stage. Yeah. But when I'm off stage and, and I'm really busy, uh, no. Right. I'll complain until I'm standing on stage. And then I dig being, and I improvise. 
you know, my sets. So do you, I just you don't write anything? Not in general. There might be a story or two, but no. Wow. I, um, I, I literally go up to a different song every night, and I just start talking about what that song means to me wow. or what it makes me think of, and then boom. Speaking of uh, music, is it true that you're friends with Kevin Cronin, Ario Speedwagon? No. I do, I do know him, <laughs> and we're friendly. I said, uh, are you friends? I, by the way. Did I say best friends? Can I use this? <laughs> by the way, here's something I, I would have pitched you on your show okay? because it fits more in your show. Why? By the way, you could have done a whole episode with this is the theme, truly. The word acquaintance. Right. Mm-hmm. Acquaintance mean, like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll use you. Okay, Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dylan. Um, we're acquaintances. We truly yeah. do know each other. Yeah. I'm assuming we like each other based on how yeah. we get along. But we're not friends yet. We, we may be down the road. We may work together some reason. But we're acquaintances. And acquaintance has weight. If you're acquainted with somebody, you really, you know them. But people out here love to say friend, no matter what. You know? I, thought, I thought we were dear, dear friends. <laughs> By the uh, way, you, you, me, you, you know what's so deep. funny? You say that, but people out here, yeah. more than any other place, love throwing the friend word. Yeah. And friend takes time. I consider uh, you my best friend, so. Well, Is that uh, wrong? No. You're our, all he's got. Our children know each other, you know. <laughs> no, no, Doug. Uh, we are, we're, we're, I, I'm friendlier with you. We're friends. Yeah. You and I are friends. We've passed acquaintance. <laughs> we're, we're, we're beyond you that. And I, you and I have passed acquaintance. Every game. year on your birthday, you go to a Cubs game with Kevin Cronin of REO Speedway. I don't. I've never than, been to a Cubs game. <laughs> where are you coming up with this are research? Are you a Cubs Ronald? guy? Am I wrong? I'm a big Cubs guy. What does that Kevin have to do with REO Speedway? Kevin Cronin. Here, I'll give you my Kevin Cronin Tell history. <laughs> but I want to say James Garland. Sense his best. Deal. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Wait for the shout out. I, yeah. I have a personal relationship. Yeah, he's actually friends. I'm actually friends with, with his son. Yes. James and I are friends. Yes. Not, what? Jeff and yeah. I are acquaintances. Yes. What? No, yes. it's completely true. Some random coincidence, but yeah. I've watched yeah. James grow up. You have this is watched your nineteen-year-old son. Been, yeah. By the way, and I of course adore you based on the fact of how nice you've been to James. Thank oh, you very much. It. You know, there you go. Uh, I like yeah. that. So Kevin Cronin. So I'm 20 years old, it lit 19, living in South Florida, working security at rock concerts. There was at Miami Stadium, which was a baseball stadium, a minor league stadium where the Orioles played. There was a big concert uh, uh, with all sorts of big bands. Ario was one of the bands. And that night, doing security in, in front of the stage and behind the stage, I had a great conversation with Kevin Cronin. He was a delightful guy. And that was them at the top of their... Ario Speedwagon. Yes. Huge. Yes. Then the Goldbergs on the first episode used... Uh, an REO song and have gone on to use it and uh, Kevin and I years later ran to each other at an airport and I said he knew we watched Curb and I go you're not going to remember but he did remember having the conversation with me at Miami State because it was a really nice thing and then he just thanked me for that. We've, we've, I've not seen him since I saw him in the airport. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Conley, where'd you get by this the way, research from? I, I, by I the way, friends. I want to publicly say, anytime Kevin Cronin wants to go to a Cub game with me, I'm all in. Well, that's Have what you? I was going to ask you. Yeah. Are you willing to be friends with him? If I am willing. All right, I just I'm willing to be friends with Kevin <laughs> Dillon, Kevin Connolly. By the way, a good guy, is a, that's the joke of our business. Pretty much everybody's a great guy. Like, really sweet, fun to work with, and there's a charisma about them, because look at the business we're in. But every once in a while, and I know you had them on your show, and we've all worked with them, you work with somebody and you go, what the fuck? What a tool! Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? You And by the way, there's they, there's a lot of young ones that believe the hype. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. Like the, because the greatest combination in the world that you can have is confidence in your skill set and being grateful that you're able to do it. That combination, nothing to do with ego, nothing to do with you being so great. You know, it's, it's like a, a joke. But most people are so fun and delightful to work with. And also, too, I would like to say, it's my bad. I read it on Wikipedia that you and Cronin go to Cubs games. That's what I heard. Let's make a few steps back. I encourage, including you, Kevin, (laughs) I encourage anyone to write what they want on my Wikipedia. (laughs) I don't care. Have you thrown out a first pitch? 
Yes. How was it? Not good. And they used it as their play of the day, which tells you the, <laughs> the Cubs. No, I truly, I, we're jumping around a lot. But yep. when I was in the year 2000, I had a stroke. So what? we had, we, yes, we had Jesus. filmed the pilot of Curb, the special. And so after that, I had to recover and we, you know, we sh- shot the show. The first season, if you go back and look at it. And by the way, let me give a plug here. I don't know when it'll start, but I, I have sold a podcast. I'm going to do the history of Curb Your Enthusiasm, each episode in order. Wow. with somebody. That should be at Action about, Park Media. Uh, uh, Just saying, doors always open. Yeah. <laughs> you like this studio, Jeff? You like the water here? Tell us how that water is. I love seeing Spicoli. <laughs> I'm all good. I like Hendrix. Getting back to the start of my career. So I'm in high school. So I'm a little kid. I asked my parents on the way home from seeing Jimmy Durante, is that a job? They said, yes, that's a job. And I said, oh, I want that job. And they're like, oh, they laughed. I'm eight. But I always remembered that. And then when I saw the Blues Brothers in 11th grade in the parking lot after the movie, I said to my friends, I'm on a mission from God. And they <laughs> chuckled. And they, I go, no, really, I'm going to be a famous comedian. I'm doing it, you know. And that was the thing. And so I started, look, I went to University of Miami for a while and what have you, studied filmmaking. But the reality is I started at 20. I, I went up and auditioned a week after my 20th birthday. Boom. I've been doing it for 38 years. Wow. Going to be 39 years in a month. Audition for, for stand-up in Chicago? Uh, no, South Florida. Right. Because my family moved from Chicago to South Florida. Then I went back to Chicago after a couple years in Florida to do not only stand-up but Second City. Right. Now, that would be in 1984 at age 22. Yes, sir, Kevin. Yes, yes. That By the way, that's... A, I love him sitting in the booth with the facts. He could see his notes under the, under oh, the lens that is so you so can't see. Oh, funny. Kevin, you're hilarious. I got all kinds of little tidbits here yeah. for you, Jeff. What else you got, Kevin? I mean, so... I moved back to Chicago in 84 to pursue stand-up comedy and, and Second City. Tell us about Second City. Second City for me was a uh, kind of a nightmare. What I mean by that is I was in that time really respected by other comics when I was a young comic because I took risks and I had fun on stage and um, but audiences hated me in the stand-up world second city same exact time I'd walk out stage and the audience would be bowing they love me but my peers no respect Wow. Why? No, because they thought I was a stand-up, and then in stand-up, they're like, you're an actor. Uh-huh. It's so, it took years to get them both. Well, what it is, is I essentially learned everything that I learned from Second City, I put into my stand-up, and that changed the way I do stand-up. I improvise from an outline. That's how I... I kind of, well, that's how I did my special, Our Man in Chicago, currently on Netflix. No one's promoting it, so please watch it. Well, there we go. That's a plug. Now yeah. we're talking. What yeah, is no. it? The no, special the, is? The special I filmed in Chicago before the pandemic. It's called Our Man in Chicago, and it truly represents exactly who I am as a man and as a comedian, even right now. And I'm where very, can we see that? On Netflix. Netflix. On Netflix. Oh, Our yeah. Man, Man in Chicago, Chicago. on yeah. Netflix. Type available. in Jeff Garland. There's lots available on Netflix. <laughs> for your exciting enjoyment. But by the way, I know what's not on Netflix. What? Your show. Yeah. And I know what's not on Netflix. My show. Yeah. And I know who pays the price. By the way, as popular as your show is, as po- you know this. You had to have I thought about, about it all day. It's fucking ridiculous. I lost my... By the way, when I negotiated for this past season, I had that up my ass, which was, fuck HBO. Now, I, lo- I love it. <laughs> You're HBO. scaring Kevin Dillon right now. He does oh, no. not like that chatter. <laughs> no, no, but by we the way. We want the reboot. I, I have no, to no. tell Doug to stop saying that. No, <laughs> no. We, by the way, it's not hating on H- HBO. by the way, I've always loved working for them. I don't love corporate-wise. They're bouncing around now. But tell, well, the big stuff happening today. But, what the hell? But you tell know, me what you're, what you're saying. You wish what, Curb was on I, Netflix. Is that what Curb, you're saying? Here's the thing. Curb, I, did, I don't know if you guys by some long shot watch the Emmys this past. But About we, 90 seconds. Okay, well, I hope that, I don't know if you watched the, the comedy presentation. They gave me a microphone, all the lights, the special camera from my house for Curb. And I knew we weren't going to win, but nonetheless. <laughs> I always know. I predict every year wow. who else is winning. Always. And so anyhow, I notice they go, they go uh, two minutes, and I look at myself, and I'm sweating. 
and I and I'm not a big sweat. I'm like, oh, there's sweats. That's disgusting. So I run, <laughs> I run to my bedroom to change my shirt, and then I hear we're back like halfway, and I'm like, screw it. I but I I made the executive decision. You did it shirtless. I did it shirtless. Oh, you might be able wow. to find it somewhere. But I did it shirtless. Wow. So I'm sitting there without a shirt on camera wow. for best thing. And then when they rate to announce it, I said I yell out at the exact time, like I yelled out Shit's Creek because I was convinced they were going to win, <laughs> and they won. Now they were on a little bullshit, uh, think pop whatever, which yep. went under or whatever. They go on to Netflix. Are you fucking kidding me? That tells me. Now, your show, and this is not an insult to your show. It's Uh-oh. more. No, no, it's more mainstream than it appeals. It's more mainstream than Curb. That even being said, Curb would be so huge oh, if God. it was on. The flip side of that is your show would be like an office or Parks and Rec that went to another level. They went to I Love Lucy level. I appreciate you know? that thought. Do you know? Because we talk about it a lot no, on the podcast. No, it's so true. But, We're screwed but wait, by being Jeff, on only HBO. But Jeff, you know, it's even worse because, what? you know, Kevin gets very stressed when I talk about this. But they hide us. Three months ago, if you typed in ENTO to look for Entourage on HBO Max, Curb Your Enthusiasm came up because they were... They were hiding us. They could say whatever they want. They were hiding us. There was a little. We're a little vulgar. We're a little like not the right thing for the right moment for them. And, uh, you know, I think you're the right thing in the right moment for anyone. I think we're growing now again, which is yeah. interesting and, and weird. No, but, wait, but, but by the way, we live now in a time where everyone needs stuff. But unfortunately, our stuff yeah. is locked in to whatever whims these corporations have. Yep. Now we're all. All the boy, I can't wait for the mountains of people that follow Discovery Plus to get into our shows. Whereas, I'm truly, if it look, I don't, I, I like being able to walk down the street. You know, sometimes in Chicago, New York, it gets a little can get when a you and Cronin are rolling down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time to fly. <laughs> time for me to fly. You can tune a piano, but anyhow. But if our shows were on Netflix, good oh, night, nurse. Good night. I mean, you saw what happened with Cobra Kai. I mean, when Cobra it, Kai and it, another. <laughs> And no offense to Shits Creek or Cobra Kai. They're, they're great both, shows. No, they're not. But, <laughs> but, but, in re, but, but they're good shows. They're solid shows. I mean, look, see, Ned, that's the thing. It's like Amazon's always going to have, you're going to buy napkins and watch a show. I used to make fun thinking you're not going to watch a show. But, you know, it's there. Disney is Disney. That's a brand that, I'm sorry, just can't lose. Mm-hmm. It's just Disney. And then... There's um, Netflix. Everybody else, good luck to you. It's not, you got to get on one of those. I mean, Hulu, like little things can break out here and there, but holy crap. It is people, wild to see when something's on Netflix, it's just huge. It you know? blows up. Out. It blows, you know, no, it has to be discovered because they don't promote it. You know, you'd have to come on the show and your fans would tell other fans, oh, it's on Netflix now. And people, if it was an option, people would go, oh, Entourage, I've heard about that. It's nuts. Yeah. It, and by the way, my 21-year-old son started watching the show two years ago and went through all the episodes wow. you know i love and, we're getting the young guys watching them now well by the way that's that's still your i'm sorry and that's a young boy whose father was successful yeah. in show business grew up in show business and still dug it yeah you know yeah. i watched it and i thought it was so well written and well acted and well produced i didn't laugh a lot not my humor <laughs> but i'm sorry to like say that no but i actually watched every episode when we were in hawaii together and we all hung out mm-hmm. yeah. i loved you guys so much and then we talked about me playing the yeah. gay writer or whatever um i'm like no i want to watch every episode and i watched every episode and i couldn't wait till the next episode mm-hmm. and that's a huge compliment. Well, like Barry, I don't laugh at Barry. It's a comedy, and I love that show. I don't I take any any offense. Look, Entourage, Entourage was supposed to be I a comedy. I laugh. I laugh at South Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can laugh at Curb. I'm trying to think what else. I I mean, you'd have to go back to Monty Python and SCTV. By the way, I, I feel the same way. I don't really watch comedies too much anymore. Like I don't either. Fleabag's one of the only comedies I've really gotten into that's new in a while. Um, Shit's Creek, I do watch, but well, uh, Shit's Creek is well done. By the way, it's a good show. I don't want to take it away. It's an excellent show. But there are shows that are sort of – I just think that both our shows, 
are, are have gotten the short shrift based on living this life in the world of HBO. Yeah. I guess there's no world where that happens because they're just at two different places, right? It's like the American. Well, no, 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 no. What we're seeing now with with HBO being sold off to Discovery, whatever, means that how long till Discovery fails and then it's sold off again? I actually, and I'm not even kidding. I thought last night. What if someday Netflix buys HBO? It's entirely possible. It's so possible. <laughs> it's so crazy possible. Uh, That's a dream. Dylan, you would like that. And by the way, we've never said anything bad about Netflix on this show. Well, you by know? the way, no. what is there to say? <laughs> Netflix knows what they are. They are, you watch The Serpent, which I'm loving right now. I don't know if you've seen it. seen it. Oh, it's great. The Serpent or uh, Fuller House. Like, not or. Like, it's got something for everybody. Mm, truly. Yeah. It really does. All right, so uh, we've got your career. I mean, you yeah. got Goldberg's coming. Let's just, you think the Knicks are going to win the NBA championship this year or what? Okay, no. <laughs> Not Nasty a Chicago Not fans. Not a prayer. Not uh, a prayer. They, they don't. I, I mean, by the way, what the Knicks have already done, give coach of the year to Thibodeau. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's MVP Julius Randle. Come on. I mean, honestly, he's not going to get it, but well, by he's the way, right there. He's by great. the way, should be spoken of. And by the way, the dude said, I'm going to retire a Nick. What have you heard a Nick yes. player say, I want to retire a Nick? You know where he said that, Jeff? Right here at Victory the Podcast. That's oh, he was on yeah. here? That's yeah. where he said it. Oh, you fuckers. That's where that quote yeah. came from, baby. Yeah. I love that. We but, broke that story. But I want to say, way, Jeff, it's not even as a Nick fan, and I don't know if you've had a chance to watch him. He is the real fucking deal. And yes, it's exciting to have and that. By the way, to watch him get dumped by the Lakers, and then who'd he go to again? He was in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, yeah. yeah, but now it's time to shine, yeah. and that's awesome. Um, by the way, the NBA is so much better. Like, think about this. It was the Knicks playing the Celtics for something. Now, even though it was a lower thing, it still is great. It's great for the NBA. Everything is better and when New York is, and is by the way, in the relevance. I hate... The runner on second base in extra innings, and I love the play-in tournament I love the play in the in. NBA. So do I. And and I just. By the way, I usually agree with everything LeBron says. Uh, at this point in his life, he's an enlightened dude. But I disagree with him. Now he doesn't like the play-in because the Knicks have to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, against. By the way, against Golden State. And yeah. That's the Lakers. Big, yeah. That's a big bowl of anything can happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. it sure is. Steph, Steph Curry, Curry, anything Steph can happen. Steph Curry might be your MVPs. You can get at 12 three-pointers and just change everything. Well, by the way, I love it. And Jeff, I don't know if you're a hockey fan. Connolly and I are. And I it's dig, just like, by the way, I dig the Hawk, the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. But the second uh, an NHL playoff game starts, the stress is right there. You well, feel the way, it. I mean. Yeah. By the way, the Stanley Cup is the best. It is the best. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so great. But I also think for New York, like you said, New York's. It's been a rough time for everybody, but New York's had a tough time during COVID. If I was a New Yorker, I'd be a Mets. A uh, Mets. A Mets Jets. A uh, Mets Giants Mets, combo. Yeah, yeah. Weird combo. Well, Mets, well he's, he's a Yankees Jets. That's yeah, a yeah. weird combo. That is a weird combo. It's Mets Jets, Giants Yankees. No, but it's yeah. not, though. Says what who? do you mean it's not? Well, Says it, who? Hold There's on. rules, Tommy. There's rules. It hold is on. kind of that hold way. On. I'll more give you the Chicago not. version of it. Chicago. Nobody likes the, way, the White Sox. Who likes the White Sox? Hold on. Chicago is a Bears town. You can combine yeah. Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, White Sox, all their fans, still not as many. It's a Chicago. The Bears run Chicago. They live and die by the Bears. Wow. That being said, if you live on the north side of Chicago, there's a lot of uh, mostly Cub fans yeah. and some Sox fans. South side of Chicago, only Sox fans and hatred for the Cubs. Wow. Vice versa, no. And I'm a weird Chicagoan that I like both. I love the Cubs, but I like the Sox. Yeah. Chicago I make my own tri- decisions, personally. Yeah, that's fair. You're allowed to. But Chicago yeah. trivia question, Jeff. Yes. You know the, the first movie to ever shoot on the field at Wrigley Field with Sammy Sosa. Do you know who that was? Kissing a Fool, Jeff. <laughs> David Schwimmer, Chicago resident. Oh, really? Bonnie Hunt, it. Chicago. Uh, but by fool. the way, do you really want that in your history of a movie? I'm going to put got that on Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I did back then. It was yeah. one of the greatest things oh, yeah, ever yeah, yeah, when yeah. it happened. I'm the first person to shoot a movie at Millennium Park, which right. is beautiful. Park. Which movie? Uh, I want someone to eat cheese with. Uh, I believe on Netflix. Uh, it was on Netflix for a long time. I don't know where it is. You now. directed so, that? Yeah, I directed it and starred, and it was okay. Sarah Silverman. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. I got to see it. 
No, you don't. Yes, I do. Uh, well, by the way, it's <laughs> delightful, but, too. you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was given permission by the Cubs. I shot at the left field wall uh, there. No players. But, That's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah. So give us your prediction. Cubs, where are they going? Anywhere? No. Sad. But if they get rid of all their players, especially uh, Bryant, they're, uh, it's terrible. When are the four of us going to go play golf? I'll come back for this four. Oh. By the you way, you don't golf. Let's I mean, I could play, okay, and I great. and I saw this other thing on Shark Tank. Have you, did you watch it, Connolly? It's the fling golf. You like? It's basically like lacrosse. But it's very cool. <laughs> so you take it, and you fucking throw the golf ball like that. I'm going to bring that out just oh, in case funny. my golf. By the way, I'll play on. that with you. I stink at golf, but I, <laughs> I'm going to try golf frisbee. Guys, that looks good. <laughs> but let me ask you a question. So you play a lot, and you play. I'm I'm like in he a fanatical phase, like every. Oh, day. you're in a phase. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, ten but I know this this dude. When have you not been in a phase? Well, now now. I haven't been really? playing a lot of golf. Oh, I'm that's like what, once a month. But my question to you is: Do either of you belong to a club? I do. You he, do. I do too. I'm a member of Wingfoot, but I lost it, mine in the divorce. I'm at Mountain Gate, which is awesome. Oh, you're at Mountain Gate. Yeah. yeah, I am thinking of joining Lakeside because. Not because Richard Kind is a member, <laughs> but that he'd be the one who gets me in. No, Rich Eisen is one of my pals, oh, and he great. just joined there. It's a great and I course. Said, I, I and that's it. the thing. Wasn't wanted... Jerry a member there once upon a time or no? No, Jerry's uh, Wilshire. Oh. But, yeah, I'll play with the, with the three of you. We'll go See, on. I'll take you guys out to Mountain Gate. But here's what I want Let's to say. I would play, and I would play, I would play very serious, Wana. I know I'm not going to win with you two guys. That's I mean, the great thing about golf. You don't have to win. That's no, the beauty of it. Well, no. We'll put you on my you side, and you'll win. When they think, but the, the point I want to make is also playing cards. For me, golf and cards, if it's not joyful, Get me the fuck out. Yeah. I don't want to be like I played in cards game where card games with famous people. And I think to my, and I don't say, I don't think it. I just say it. You fuckers aren't fun. I go, this is my last time. Yeah. Enjoy me. I'm not, I'm never <laughs> playing again with you. You want to have you a good a, time. You want to have a good you know, time. Say, it reminds yes. me because I was in Cabo. Larry was there. Larry uh, David were talking about it. And you know, I, Obviously, I know Larry, and I love Larry. I right. consider him an acquaintance. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I wanted to hang out with Larry. And Larry, I was like, Larry, uh, you want to play pickleball? And he's like, no. He burst out laughing. No, he goes, out. he goes, let's play golf. And I was, I was not playing golf. If he invited you to play golf, he likes you. But I fucked up. And, like, my girlfriend was there. I'm like, you know, Larry, come on. We'll play pickleball. And I kind of pushed too hard for pickleball. And I lost. Oh. I think I lost the golf invite as well. <laughs> well, by the way, you might have lost Larry David based on pushing pickleball <laughs> so much. But he's playing now. I know he's playing with my boy. Mad at Riviera now. Wait, he's playing pickleball. He's playing pickleball. Shut yeah. your grandma's balls! Yeah, I How do I not know this? This is very new. I'm not even sure. The... By the way, I, hopefully I'm not blowing up his spot. Well, but Larry's way, playing pickleball. I'm and actually going to call him later and go, "What's with pickleball?" Yeah, call Larry and let him know I'm going to no, beat his ass. By in pickleball. the way, <laughs> might be the fastest growing sport in America. It is because people. Are, when the Cubs, I thought it was cornhole. Cornhole's growing. Cornhole's growing. Yeah. It is, and it is on ESPN. I'm not seeing pickleball on ESPN. Yeah, Cornell, that the bag game. They call it bags in Chicago. Bags. Okay. Yeah, when you throw oh, the bag into the, the hole. Bags? Yeah, the beanbag. On Sunday. Yeah. CBS Cornhole. Cornhole Championship. It's growing cornhole big. I thought you were making a joke. No, it's no. Well, this is a serious. It's a weird name. Let's but this call is like a serious thing. It is a weird name. Pickleball yeah. really is the fastest growing sport in the country. Larry really is playing it. I am an excellent, slow, old the Jewish Cubs guy at this sport. And uh, we got to get the you Cubs out there, too. The Cubs bullpen is playing it. They show it on the air, them playing. Garland the and Cronin are back there between innings. I love your running with Garland and Cronin. And that is so awesome. He's, way, a, he's a callback guy. He can By the way, a... that is the podcast, Garland and Cronin. By the way, have me and Kevin. <laughs> Make I him an it. offer. Action yeah. Park Media. That's a hot Well, hit. by the way, I think he lives out here. I, oh, I, I like know. you don't know. <laughs> you are hilarious. And by the way, for those of you listening, and I know you love Entourage, but know that these are great guys. These are like, I love these guys. So when I watch the show, I smile because I dig your work in addition to them. They're just great guys. That's all I'm saying. Thank so you. if you trust me, that, I'm putting that in. That, that, that there's, It's not even a nuance. They are great guys. Now, Jeremy's got a lot of problems, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that, you know. His parents were my acting teachers. What yeah. the yeah. fuck? Wait, yeah. yo, Piven's parents what? were I know legit they were. acting I, teachers. I know, but I just 
That I, that I didn't put together. That's As a matter of fact, one of my great experiences, and by the way, I loved learning from both of them. But I remember Joyce Bert, Piven was on Entourage, by the way. Yes, yes. I know. <laughs> Joyce Piven was on anything. Jerry's a good son that way. Yes. You know? But anyhow, uh, Joyce and Byrne Piven were like the best. And I learned, but I'll never forget because there's an arrogance that goes with this. And I thought about Jeremy. I'm doing a one-man show in Chicago. And... After the show, I'm in my dressing room. I'm not even alone. 30 seconds. Burn walks in. Uh, Jeff, I have some notes. And he gave me notes, which, by the way, all worked. But it was like, I didn't ask him, but he knew he could. Right. And he came in. But, yeah, they were my teachers, for sure. Wow. Do you know Small what my world. father did to Larry David? What did your father do to My Larry? father showed up at his Broadway show, didn't contact me, went to the back and said, can you tell Larry that Doug Ellen's father is oh, here to see him? Oh, my wow. God. Is that Marv? So, Marv. So is your dad Marv. a narcissist? Wow. Um, he, uh, you know what? Others could draw that conclusion, but you know what Larry did? What? Brought him in. Of course! Spoke to him for an hour. <laughs> well, by the way, Larry David, that's another, like here I'm saying how you guys are great guys. Larry's a really good guy, a nice guy. The best. Mm-hmm. He knows what's funny, therefore you watch his character, you go, no, no. But he is the best guy. Yeah. I love, he's one of my best friends in the world. I love him. And wow. you guys are the best. Well, Truly. I, well I appreciated you. him doing that for my father. Obviously, yeah. I appreciate him being on the show as well as you. He went to lunch with me and my mother. It's awesome. And, and, and that was painful. I'm still going to beat his ass in pickleball with no mercy, like violent. By, by the way, I got to be honest. Violent? Be pickleball is far from violent. <laughs> well, by the way, I never thought he'd have an iPhone. He had a Blackberry. <laughs> he's growing. Yeah, he's, he's growing, growing up. Yeah, he's so. Well, Jeff, stuff. we love yeah. you. Thank you for doing this. Thanks, hey, Jeff. big bowl of an honor. Yep. Yes. You'll come back. Yeah. Netflix special. By the way, Netflix movie. Fucking guy owns Netflix, and he wants Curb and Entourage on Netflix, which yes. I'm with him. Ted Sarandos is one of my best friends. Well, make it happen. And No, no. We discuss this stuff. It's like, I mean, I was doing Netflix when they were just DVDs. I was was doing their their um, getaways, like teaching them improv, like all that stuff. I've been involved with them since before. The, do, do you have so, stock, Jeff? Do you have stock? No. Yeah. Fuck it. Do you have Christ. his number in your cell? <laughs> I have everything, Ted Sarandos. Oh, yes. there you go. <laughs> That's because he's actually my great friend. You're better friends with him but than I, Conan. For am sure. I better friends with him than Conan? Cronin. Oh, Cronin. Uh, um, uh, yes, I'm better friends. I'm actually better friends with with um, him than Conan, and Conan used to be my roommate. Oh, wow. what in what? Chicago? This is wow. stuff you don't get. It wasn't Where's your Wikipedia? Wikipedia yes. I wasn't on the Wikipedia. Look, I took one Wikipedia swing. You and lived I failed. with Conan in the house. With Conan. Bob Odenkirk said to me, "Will you? Uh, my friend Conan's coming to town for six months to a year." Can't you have the extra bedroom? Can he rent it? And I said, hell yeah. So he, I, I, I've known Conan since he was partners with Greg Daniels, who went on to create The Office for a long time at SNL and stuff. And they did a show called The Happy, Happy, Good Show. And from that, the famous thing came from this live show in Chicago was The Bears. That whole thing yeah. came oh, from wow. yeah. yeah, and they used all the skits on SNL eventually. But yeah, Conan was my roommate. And he was... I'm fucking real. Do you guys ever get a roommate like that? I got Brian Cherry who wouldn't pay for Showtime. I had to pay the full full road on <laughs> Showtime when he, we lived together. You no, got I've fucking had, Conan O'Brien in here. By, by the way, I have lots of history of famous roommates and all also, like John Stewart, sublet from me, uh, pre John Stewart. You know, we've been wow. free, I've been friends with him for. He's also. By the way, I'm not going to spend time with people that aren't great guys. Life's too short, and life's about joy. Let's have joy. Thank you for doing this. Go entourage. Thank go the show. <laughs> go the lotion industry. <laughs> well, Victory the Podcast. That wraps up another episode. I'm Doug Ellen. Follow us at Victory the Podcast page and. I'm Kevin Dillon. And I'm Kevin Connolly. Not in the live room. I am in the booth. Thank you, Jeff Garland. My pleasure and honor. Victory! Victory!